Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad the Grinch stole it for Christmas and gave it back. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, they sometimes are irreverent, sometimes educational, but always jolly and merry Pipes Magazine radio show. It is the week before Christmas. Yay! Uh, on tonight's show, speaking of Christmas, we're, I'm going to do some uh, tobacco pairings with some uh, classic holiday drinks. I picked out uh, five holiday drinks. Give you some basic pairings of pipe tobaccos to go along with them. Uh, no, I didn't drink them all, but I tried. Uh, my guest tonight, all the way from Portugal, is uh, pipe maker Sabina Santos. I recorded this last night with her, so I get to hear it again. It's uh, a lot of fun to get a uh, get a lady's perspective and a lady pipe maker and our first guest from Portugal. Uh, mailbag. Uh, special music for the holiday season that we'll probably cut into the mailbag, so we'll do a short one. And my last uh, holiday-related rant rave. All that coming up, as I hope many of you are wrapping up your uh, Christmas shopping. Um, for the first time in a long time, I'm way ahead of the game. I mean, I think I'm almost done as I sit here. Uh, I've avoided picking out gifts for myself. Uh, or buying something for myself, mostly. Uh, got most everything purchased and uh, ready to go. Uh, it's kind of strange this year how the holiday season has uh, kind of come and I've had it planned out. And you know what? We'll uh, spend the last couple of days before Christmas just kind of taking it easy. Um, the, the factory will be shut down on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, so kind of get a four-day weekend, and uh, maybe I'll do some of my uh, traditional uh, spend the last couple of days before Christmas working in the uh, local uh, McCraney's Pipe and Tobacco Shop, just go over there and help out with stocking stuff and hanging out and doing whatever I can to help, so looking forward to that. Nothing better than to spend the uh, last few days of the Christmas shopping season helping... uh, Spouses coming into the store, picking out uh, cigars and pipe tobacco as gifts, and uh, just kind of hanging out, smoking and talking. That's about what I do best. All right, everybody, let's get the show rolling. Sit back, relax. Thank you all for tuning in. Fire up a bowl, and uh, thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company. Here we go. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment, so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell and Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Welcome back. In uh, just a minute, Sabina Santos will uh, have that interview for you. In the meantime, from the website, theartofmanliness.com, and we've put a link in the show notes here, um, five classic holiday cocktails and drinks to warm your spirit. So I thought this would be kind of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm specifically avoiding the straight drinks of you know traditional whiskeys and as you'll hear me talk with sabina about port wine and bourbons and rums because those are simple to pair with but these are uh, mixed drinks specifically for the holiday season and uh, the first one is hot buttered rum 
And as the article says, the cocktail dates back to colonial times. Rum was more popular than whiskey around the time of the Revolutionary War when the British imposed a heavy tax on imported molasses for the making of rum. Uh, smuggling ensued and so on and so on. Um, hot buttered rum is uh, four ounces of unsalted butter, uh, a cup of brown sugar, a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, a quarter teaspoon of ground cloves, and an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. Uh, with uh, And it goes on to tell you about how to make the drink. Uh, I won't talk about that. If you want to do that, go on to the website, theartofmanliness.com, and look it up. But I will say that with the cinnamon and the nutmeg and the ground cloves, I would uh, specifically stay away from uh, from English blends in smoking with it. I don't think the Latakia is going to pair well with the uh, with the spicy flavors of cloves and nutmeg and cinnamon. Um, I will think I would automatically think of a vanilla based aromatic as pairing real well. Or maybe a simple straight Virginia that uh, doesn't have perique, because again, I think the perique and the cinnamon and the nutmeg are going to be too much on the mouth. But maybe just a simple straight Virginia, uh, one of the straight Virginias that's a little more on the sweet side and a less and less on the hay or grassy side, uh, and then a, a simple aromatic, a good Virginia aromatic that's uh, Virginia. Uh, a good vanilla aromatic that is just simple, light, and smooth will uh, complement that well. I think it'll draw out the uh, the spiciness of the uh, of the hot buttered rum. Uh, next one on the list is traditional eggnog, and uh, eggnog it says dates all the way back to the 17th century. In Britain, it was a drink for rich landowners as they had access to milk and eggs from their farms that uh, city dwellers in London did not have and couldn't afford. The American colonists, however, had plentiful access to farms and therefore milk and eggs, so the drink became more popular here and eventually transformed into a holiday staple. Um, Six eggs, three-quarter cup of sugar, one quart of half and half, half a cup of bourbon, half a cup of brandy, and a quarter or a half cup of... uh, a teaspoon of ground nutmeg. If you're going to do an English blend with this, which I think it'll work well, I might suggest backing down the nutmeg a little bit, but a Latakia-based blend may be perfect with this. The uh, The smokiness of the Latakia may be complemented by the uh, by the rich, uh, sugary tastes of all the sugar and the uh, bourbon and the brandy in there. Um, I'm going to try it with, uh, with uh, almond milk, this year because I'm lactose intolerant and I'll let you know how it comes out with a Virginia Perique in it. But I think again, the Perique a Virginia Perique will work well because the, uh, you know, the, the tartness of the Perique will, uh, work well with the sugary drink. I would not really suggest going with a real heavy aromatic with it. I think the, uh, I think it's got enough sugars in it that if you mix it with it, if you complement it with an aromatic, well, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, the next one is called Holiday Glog, and this is one I'm not familiar with, nor have I ever tried. Uh, but it says, Glog is a mulled wine, which I've tried, of Nordic origins. Many cultures have mulled wine holiday tradition, and they're all very similar, but the following recipe is a close representation of the Nordic style. Uh, one gallon one gallon of dry red wine. This is not a individual serving. This must be for a group. Um one and a half cups of brown sugar, one tablespoon of Angostura bitters, five whole cardamom crushed, five whole cloves, one inch fresh ginger peeled, one cinnamon stick, a peel of one orange, two cups of raisins, two cups almonds slivered, and uh, optional is an aquavit, a brandy, or a vodka. Uh, stir the wines and spices, heat them up, and, uh, and away you go. Um, again, with all this in there, I don't know how it would do with a uh, heavy English. I might try it if you like them with a light English or more of an Oriental blend because of all the different spices and stuff going on in there and the bitters, the bitters and the, uh, uh, the bitters and the dry red wine may work really well with a very light English or an Oriental blend 
Virginia Perique would be an overload. I have a feeling a straight Virginia would just get buried by this. So you need something that's going to jump out a little bit more. And again, the same thing with a uh, with an aromatic. Maybe if you maybe if you had like a chocolate based aromatic or more of a uh, uh, less of a fruit flavor and more of a traditional sweet flavored, that might come out underneath the bitters. All right, uh, here's another one: Wassail Punch. Uh, wassailing is an English winter tradition that reaches back hundreds of years when peasants would sing in front of the houses of feudal lords wishing good tidings for the coming new year in exchange for food and drink. Um, anybody that wants to come and sing on my front on my front porch for me and wish me good tidings, uh, feel free. You might get some food. You're not getting any of my drink, though. Uh, the singing would separate the request for sustenance from begging, which was frowned upon. This tradition eventually turned into what we now know as Christmas caroling. So there you go. You learned something sometimes educational on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, here's what the punch is made of. 12 whole cloves, 6 whole allspice berries, half inch fresh ginger root peeled and sliced, 3 cinnamon sticks, 12 whole white peppercorns, 1 gallon fresh apple cider, 6 ounces of cranberry juice, 3 quarter cup light brown sugar, 1 ounce of bourbon or other dark liquor if so desired, uh, place all the spices into a large spice bag, and uh, and away you go. The instructions are on there, so it's not a real heavy uh, liquor, but you know what? It sounds like a good, refreshing, fruit-flavored drink that uh, served warm. Again, this may be the perfect one for the English blends because it doesn't have a lot of different things going on in it, and the apple cider, uh, that the apples along with the... Uh, with the, the Latakia, maybe a perfect mix. Last one, because we're running long. Peppermint Alexander. Who thinks about the holidays without thinking about candy canes? <laughs> and it goes on to say, We're barraged with pumpkin-flavored everything in the fall, but just after Thanksgiving, everything becomes peppermint-flavored. They even make white chocolate and pepper, peppermint-flavored Pringles. Okay. Uh, here's what the... Uh, here's what the peppermint alexander is it's one ounce white chocolate liqueur one ounce vanilla vodka one ounce peppermint schnapps splash of half and half crushed candy canes to rim the cocktail glass uh, so it sounds like it's kind of like a margarita style well i would say try this with everything because the peppermint flavor is going to overpower just about every tobacco out there and um you know, it may uh, maybe uh, good to kind of refresh your breath after smoking a blend that uh, may be a little stinky. All right. So I hope that was fun for everybody. Um, anybody else got some suggestions, let me know. Email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or post them on the forums, and I'll uh, read them all next week. All right. In just a minute, Sabina Santos. This is Internet Radio. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. Merry Christmas! Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And for this show right before Christmas, this is a Christmas gift to me because we get to have not only a lady on, but the first uh, the first guest of the Pipes Magazine radio show from Portugal. And she makes pipes so. Uh, Please welcome Sabina Santos to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Hi, everyone. Many thanks for this opportunity to talk about pipes and share a bit about me and my work with all of you. Yeah, I, I'm really excited, and I and I will be honest with you that I, I didn't do much homework. I just got excited about having you on the show. So uh, tell us, did you are you from Portugal? Did you grow up there? Uh, well, I'm not Portuguese, in fact. Uh, I'm I'm Dutch, so 
I'm a Dutch lady, but I live in Portugal since I was three years old. So I, I feel I'm much more Portuguese than Dutch. And uh, so I, I grew up uh, in Portugal. So for me, it's like I, I am a Portuguese female. <laughs> So be, before we get started, the, this always amazes me. But how many how many languages do you speak? Just to just Portuguese and uh, try to speak English. <laughs> well, your English is wonderful. Um, so Thank you. When did pipes, you? Pipes uh, was was a great help in my English. In fact. Yeah. So how do you how do you, a young lady in Portugal, get involved in pipes and pipe making? Well, that was a complete surprise even for me because I, I never had contact with uh, pipe smoking. And I just have uh, my first contact was with my husband because my husband uh, is a long, uh, long, long time pipe smoker. Uh, so uh, I fell in love with pipes even much time before I even try one. So um, I, I start loving the shapes, the styles. Uh, and uh, just then I, I, I get the idea of uh, start carving pipes because my husband also explored the pipe making uh, as an hobby. Uh, so I, uh, I, I tried to, to follow his development uh, with the, in, in the hobby of pipe making. So I get really passionate about all the process because you can pick up a block of wood and turn it into a beautiful pipe. So my idea of carving pipes came from uh, my husband. Um, I don't know. Uh, I can share you a, a, a little about my personal history because yeah, uh, my history as pipe uh, pipe maker it's also my history as a mother, as a stay-at-home mother, uh, because I just start carving pipes when uh, I I had my boy. I have a three years old boy now. And uh, I decided when I was pregnant, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And just then, I had the time to to put in practice the idea of carve a pipe. Um, so I'm growing as a mother and as a pipe maker. <laughs> so I started carving pipes three years uh, three years ago, when my boy was newborn. So before that, you had a traditional job and a career and. Pipe making was a way for you. Yes, to... yes, to... yes, totally. I I have a degree in marketing and and communication, but I always work in financial area and treasury and accounting departments. So my work was always around numbers, and that was good to give me uh, skills and attention to detail. And I'm very organized, but you know. Uh, Sometimes it's a little bit boring, and I always had um, a creative mind. I always was in search of something that I could uh, work with my hands, so I always loved do-it-yourself projects. Uh, but I, I had a normal, a regular life with a regular work, you know. So just when I came um, at home to be, to be a mom, a full-time uh, mom, uh, I had time to explore the idea of carve a pipe, so this is a story with three years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as your son grows, so does your pipe making. Yes, yes. So <laughs> it's I'm learning pipe per pipe. So um, I'm improving as a mom, I hope, and uh, as a pipe maker. <laughs> <laughs> How did you first? Uh, learn how to make a pipe. Did you did you have somebody teach you? Well, yes. As my husband was exploring the pipe making as an hobby, he learned it uh, alone with the internet, YouTube videos. So I had the, I was lucky to learn the first steps with him. Uh, he already had a small workshop with some machines and tools. Your uh, already also had a lot. So when I carved my first pipe, I, I had a huge help from him. Uh, so um, I learned the drills the and the initial shape uh, with my husband. Uh, and just, just after start carving pipes, I start exploring uh, new techniques, but always alone. So 
Uh, just now, uh, one week ago, I went to Denmark to learn with a mentor, in this case, the pipe maker João Reis. So yeah. just after three years uh, of, uh, working with pipes, I get some uh, help uh, in order to improve my skills because till then I was always uh, self-learning. Was there a part of pipe making that was very hard for you to learn? Uh, well, at the beginning, uh, all the engineering of the drills because they need to be very accurate and uh, I just want perfect pipes and uh, uh, that could give you a perfect smoke. So, and after you understand the engineering of the drills, then you need to start understanding the shapes, the, the proportions. So all the process has several um, challenges. And uh, from the beginning, I, I'm always trying to improve. Um, but that's it. In the end, you need to get the balance between the engineering and the design. Uh, I also like to play around with the textures and finish. So generally, I, I work with different types of rustications. So it's, it's a process that, that never ends, the, the improving process and the search of the, the perfection never ends. So the challenge and the funny part is that when uh, when you start when you start making a pipe, do you have a shape that you're that you're going for, or do you let the wood decide which way to go? Well, uh, till then, generally, I I pick up a block of wood with a shape in mind. Just now, as I'm in a in a moment of. Uh, education because I went to Denmark and I will return in the end of the year. Now I'm, I'm changing the process, the process of making my pipe. So at this moment, I will start looking more in, into the wood, the grain, and the grain will help me to decide the shape. But uh, till then, I was more uh, focused in, uh, in, in the shapes and not, not only in the wood. But the right process for me is always read the wood. But just now I'm getting more uh, knowledge about that kind of te techniques. Do you think that uh, because, you, because you're a lady, your pipes have a different feel or style to them than maybe what a, uh, what a man would make? Uh, well, I, I think I have a, a very personal style because, uh, as I said, I, I like to play around with the finish and uh, with textures. And I, I think uh, women generally are very creative and sensitive. So uh, sometimes I, I think a lady can carve a pipe uh, uh, with a different style because we also sometimes have different tastes. For example, I was having um, a conversation with my mentor and we are talking about uh, adding or not adding uh, an accent to a pipe. And uh, my mentor was saying, uh, when the pipe is good, when the grain, when the wood is good, you don't need to put you, you don't need to put makeup. And my <laughs> answer was, but I'm a lady. I like I like I like makeup. So <laughs> I always like pipes with uh, uh, yeah. I always like pipes with a unique touch, you know, with an accent or with uh, with um, a different material like bamboo or like exotic wood, because even some people think it's makeup. I like make makeup, you know. So, for example, um, I work it in several styles of rustications. I have uh, two two kind of signature rustications: is the honeycomb and the soul. It's a pipe with a lattice. Yeah. And uh, I also play around with uh, colors. So sometimes we can find a Savina pipe green or gray or or even pink. So. Yes, the fact of being a woman can can give a unique style to my pipes because it's my own style. I want to talk about the lattice in particular because you're the first pipe maker that I've had on the show that does that. Uh, that means that you have to go inside and carve all the space between the exterior lattice and the interior of the bowl, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, the, my lattice pipes was inspired 
in the work of one of my favorite pipe makers is Konstantin Shekita. Yeah. And uh, so it's an idea that other pipe makers and uh, masters uh, explore it. Uh, as I love the concept of a lattice, I tried to give my own um, approach. So I think my pipes, my lattice pipes, my soul pipes are are unique because you 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 don't have any wood touching the pipe just in the top and near the the, the stem. So all the pipe is open. Uh, in Portuguese, we are, in Portugal we have um, a traditional handcraft uh, renda. So the, my lattice is very similar with a Portuguese renda, uh, you know. So um, I think it's very unique. And I need to open all the pipe, and in the end, the idea is when you look, you see a pipe inside another pipe, despite it's just one block of wood of prior. It's an amazing piece when you, when you look at them. Even just the pictures are incredible. Uh, how much? How many hours will it take for you to make one of the one of the soul pipes? Well, I, I really need several days because it's it's hard work and I get pain in my hands because Briar is very strong, and in order to open all the lattice, I need to uh, to work uh, hardly. Uh, so I at least I need several days, one week to carve a lattice, just the lattice. Wow, that is it's a lot of time to spend on one pipe. Yes, but it's lots, lots of fun because when you start seeing the, the holes and the light inside the holes, it's really, really fun. And the, the hard work is not open the holes. That's the easiest part. The, the hard work is get the, the perfect shape inside. So when you look, you see a perfect line of of the pipe inside the lattice. That 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 is the most uh, hard uh, hard work in the soul pipes, uh, because open the, the the holes. It's not so hard. Hard is get the right shape inside the lattice. Yeah. So first you carve the pipe on the outside, then you open it up, make the holes and the lattice, and, and then, then you finish the pipe on the inside. Yes. Yes. So. It's really hard work, but it's lots of, lots of fun. Wow. Uh, this is a perfect place for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Portuguese Christmas and some of that, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. back on the pipes magazine radio show visiting with sabina santos and so this is the week before christmas um what is a what is a traditional christmas like in portugal is it a christmas eve and then big family dinner or christmas day well we have both uh, in portugal we we really take care about the family and we we have uh, great food and wines in Portugal, so we have two intense days of party, family <laughs> party. So we have the yeah we have the Christmas Christmas evening with a great meal, uh, family always in family. Generally we eat uh, bacalhau. Uh, it's um, a Norwegian fish, but uh, uh, we eat lots of bacalhau in Portugal. Um, and um, for the Christian families, generally uh, at midnight, uh, some families go into the, the church, 
And then we also have a lunch, a family lunch in Christmas Day. So we have uh, lots of food, lots of desserts, and lots of fun with, with all the family. And, and, of course, a lot of wine, too. Yes, also, also. We have great wines in Portugal. Is there a... is the is the Portuguese tradition like the American tradition of gift giving or is that not as important a part of it? No, we also have it. Of course, it's, it's much more important when you have um, uh, children in, in, in the families. Yeah. But uh, even without children, uh, every person from the family and the, the closest friends uh, share a, a present. So it's always a moment of reflection, and we also try always to also think in others. So it's 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 really a great moment of family and um, and friendship. And after the dinner, will you sit? Will you and your husband sit back with your pipes and enjoy a glass of wine? Yes, yes. We we also be with our family, but. Uh, it's usually uh, my husband enjoy a pipe, and I also sometimes make uh, uh, also uh, smoke my own pipes. Yeah, I'm not a regular pipe smoker as my husband, so I I start carving pipes much time before try one, but sometimes I smoke, and special moments are the perfect time for that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, is, is there a big pipe smoking culture in uh, in Portugal? Is there a lot of tobacco shops? Well, unfortunately, unfortunately we, we don't have it. In Portugal, we don't see many pipe smokers. Uh, there, are, there are some, but it's not usually we, you see someone smoking a pipe in the street, for example, and I can tell you that I already have my pipes in 30 countries, but in Portugal, I just sold four pipes because we don't have a, a, a huge market of pipe smokers in Portugal. And even if you want to get some nice uh, pipe tobaccos, it's not easy, you know. You have some specialized uh, shops, uh, but there are just a few. Uh, you can... Uh, Found, uh, you can find uh, cigarettes, cigars, but pipe tobacco, it's not so common, unfortunately. Uh, do, you, do you know how expensive a uh, just a, a pouch of pipe tobacco is? Well, in Portugal, it's a little bit. Um, I can give you an example. For example, uh, the favorite tobacco of my husband uh, have a price three times more than in other countries. So wow. I think it's a question of policies, you know, and taxes. And it's a shame because if the tobacco is not, uh, uh, it's not uh, accessible, it will be hard to uh, get more pipe smokers. Um, but that is, that is the same with the cigarettes, for example. At this moment, the policies are are really strong and uh, all kind of tobaccos are being um, punished with some taxes. So do a lot of the uh, Portuguese, do they go to Spain to buy tobacco products and then come back? Yes, uh, the, 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 the most tobaccos we got is from Spain, for example. We also, we also get some from Germany, but uh, most of them came from Spain. Yeah. It's true. I, it's on. a shame because I want to promote my market, but it's not it's not easy. <laughs> no, thanks to the internet and the uh, now you have a global market for people to enjoy your pipes all around the world. Yes, internet is uh, it's a great way to share uh, my work, and I will not be here without internet because I started with a Facebook page. I started share my work as an hobby. Now it's my, 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 my full-time job. And uh, just with Facebook, then I create my own uh, website, but just to have a gallery, because uh, all my market, uh, all my customers and followers came from Facebook. And Facebook was not only great to 
to solve my pipes, but also to get support to continue my journey as pipe maker because from the beginning everyone was was great. Everyone gave me support, and so Facebook is amazing because I talk with people from our world. You know, uh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom in a village in Portugal, and I have my pipe my pipes already in 30 countries. It's really amazing. The website is Sabina Pipes, S-A-B-I-N-A Pipes.com or Sabina Pipes on Facebook or Sabina Santos on Facebook so you can follow her and see everything that she's doing. Uh, Sabina, is there a shape of a pipe that you like to make more than other shapes? Yes, I, I'm truly passionate about Rhodesians and all its family. Uh, for example, I also love uh, Bulldogs and Eskimos, and uh, it's a shape I want to explore in the future. Uh, so it's very common. You you went in my uh, Facebook or website and see a lot of Rhodesians. For example, I was working in a special commission for a pipe, smoke, uh, pipe smokers forum, so I have been working two months in 50 uh, Rhodesians, yeah. and I, I could have been working in more 50 because it's really a shape I love. <laughs> and those are, were those going to the Dutch Pipe Club? Uh, yes, yes, for the Dutch and Be Belgian uh, Pipe Smokers Forum. Yeah. Did it Was it fun for you to make the same shape over and over again, or is it more interesting for you to make different shapes? Uh, well, when you are creating uh, different uh, models, uh, you need to be concerned in the a serial of questions like uh, what I'm going to design, engineering. But when you when you are working in a commission like this one for the Belgian Dutch Pipe uh, Pipe Smokers Club, uh, it's easiest because uh, you already have a design, so uh, you just need to be focused on the, the finish and the details. And it was not uh, it was not a boring job at all. It was lots of fun because I was working in my favorite shape and in one of my favorite finish because the finish was um, we we had two options the simple rusticated and the honeycomb one and it was a surprise because uh, uh, 36 members chose the honeycomb finish. Uh, it's uh, one of my signature rustication so. It was really a delight, and I was always telling to the administrator of the forum, I could I could work more in more pipes because it's really fun. Sometimes people could not believe, but for me it's much more fun be working in something I'm I'm truly passionate than, for example, work with numbers, like my whole job. So it was not a job at all. I was in my workshop having time to listen some music to have my own uh, thoughts and I was working with my hands and creating uh, uh, my favorite shape so it was really a fun job and I, I see the picture on Facebook and it looks like the pipes came out beautifully and I'll uh, I'll probably see Arno in uh, next September so I hope he'll have his with him so that I can see it in person oh great that's amazing yeah. That's really amazing. Uh, is there a shape of a pipe that you, that now that you've had some practice and spent some time with a mentor, is there a shape that you want to try now that's going to be new? Well, I'm in a moment after this, um, this huge commission that I, I want to do pulse and uh, learn, improve my skills, and uh, try to create new models. Because I I I was um, working three uh, during three years alone, and now I'm I'm trying to learn with a mentor and with other pipe makers in Denmark. So my idea is um, doing a pause and then present new works. And of course, it's a, a great moment to to try new 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 shapes, uh, new engineering. Uh, for example, I was working uh, more with. Um, just with a one point for the drilling, mm -hmm. and now I can work with two, three, four points. So I think it's um, a new cycle in my my life, in my journey as pipe maker. So my idea is concentrating my own style, 
but uh, give a push in my skills and present uh, new works, of course. So we will have some new stuff to look at from you soon. Um, any so. any chance of you coming to the United States for maybe the Chicago Pipe Show in a couple of years? Yes, well, I think it's a good moment to share it. Uh, it it's a surprise because no one, uh, almost no one, know it. But I already have a table reserved for the next Chicago Pipeline show. So uh, all of you who could go to the to the Chicago show. Uh, could uh, could uh, met me and my work. It'll be wonderful to see you there, and we'll uh, we'll have a glass of wine together. <laughs> hope so, hope so, Brian. All right, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. Just whatever answer comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite pipe? Hodesian. And what is your favorite tobacco? Uh, well, I like aromatic flavors. Uh, I'm not very expertized in tobaccos, but generally I like aromatics with a sherry taste. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, Sweet. What is your favorite drink? Uh, Porto wine. Okay, now now I have a chance to talk to somebody that's a, that lives in Portugal, the home of port wine. Um, what which ports are your favorite? Uh, I like one from Graham's family. It's the six grapes. It's really yeah. really amazing, uh, and it's perfect for day to day. You know, for special moments, you you have others like those, for example, or Quinta do Portal with a Portuguese family. But six grapes is really, really fine. Uh, I would love to uh, go to Chicago with, with one bottle, but will depend of my luggage in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can pick up a bottle when you get here. Um, is uh, talking about port wine for a minute? Is is for you as a glass of port? Is that an after dinner one glass, and then that's perfect? Well, generally, uh, here is after dinner, but the most amazing thing I, I saw, one of the most amazing things I saw in the Denmark, for example, is that port wine is very common, and they drink it during the meal, for example. Uh, so, And I like it also, but here generally is after dinner. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, for example, if, if you want to spend... Uh, a moment uh, of relax, you can also drink a glass of Porto wine, not uh, only the after the meals, you know. Maybe have one before the meal. Yes, before or during an evening, uh, an evening, for example. Well, maybe when uh, when we're done, I'll have a glass of port because I have some I've been wanting to try. Um, when it's time for you to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Music. And also, well, while I'm working, because working is like a relaxed time for me, yeah. <laughs> because I have a three-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, and, and he will keep you plenty busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final question is, do you have a particularly favorite pipe-smoking-related memory? Uh, yes, because I remember first time I saw my husband smoking a pipe, I thought, mm, this guy is really charming, you know, because uh, a pipe, it's like um, a, a continuation of your own style. So it was my first contact with a pipe, and uh, my, my husband gets some points, extra points with his pipe, uh, smoking his pipe. Most ladies, when they see me smoking a pipe, they, it reminds them of their grandfather. No, not in my case. My first contact was with my husband, but I, I think it's really something very charming. <laughs> that, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, in Portuguese, could you please say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to everyone? Feliz Natal e um bom novo para todos. And... Thank you very much for taking your time to join us and a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and we'll see you in Chicago. Uh, many thanks, Brian, for you too and hope, hope, hope to meet you in person in Chicago in May. 
and many thanks for this opportunity. We'll be back in just a minute. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language, as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Satleft Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Malto Dolce blend in public. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! This is Internet Radio. We are back, and I can say that uh, Sabina and I chatted over, uh, over email beforehand and then talked for a little bit after recording, and... I already feel like I have a friend in uh, in Portugal. She's wonderful. Do check out her pipes. All right, for music, um, equal time. So we got a lot of music for tonight. Let's start this one off with Frank Sinatra doing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles Will be out of sight Have yourself Make the Yuletide gay Next year all our troubles will be miles away Once again as in olden days golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us once more Someday soon the fates allow Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow So have yourself a merry little that uh, Frank was an occasional pipe smoker and a fan of Jack Daniels. All right, switching gears because we are kicking off the Hanukkah season as well. So uh, Christmas Eve is the first night of Hanukkah. Uh, Dino sent this, and he says, Here's a song for the season, a lovely jazz version of a traditional favorite. 
played by violinist Diane Dellen and her quartet. And even if you're not a fan of the song, the performance of this is absolutely beautiful.
what did I say? Wasn't that pretty? Uh, thank you to Dino for sending that in, and, uh... Mm, message from the dark side there is. I have not seen Rogue One yet, uh, so don't tell me about it. But I know they end up getting the plans for the Death Star, I'm assuming. Uh, we'll do a quick mailbag and an announcement, and then the last of the Christmas rave coming up at the end of the show. So, all right, going back to uh, two weeks ago with uh, Skip Elliott on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's, apparently the Singing Cow was a hit, but uh, Jabo says, Another great show, Brian. Pooping Christmas cow, stock car racing, guns and smoking. For a Californian, you're developing into a Class A Southern redneck. I enjoyed the interview with my friend Skip. He, his wife, Joe, and Aubrey are always helpful. The Briary is a Class A pipe and tobacco shop everyone should visit in, in the area. Have a Merry Christmas, Jeb. Um, yeah, Jeb, I've always been a bit of a redneck. I am from Southern California, grew up there. Uh, but, however, to counter my redneckness, uh, my, Disney, my, my Disney passion doesn't really get me too far. Uh, and then the fact that I drive a British car and prefer a British, British tailoring for my clothing. Yeah, that kind of gets me out of the, uh, redneck country club. Uh, let's see. Last week, Dino says, uh, regarding Richard Lawton, uh, yeah, uh, good, great googly moogly. It's Sunday morn and nobody has yet to comment on this fun conversation with Richard. I don't know about your other listeners, but I sure enjoyed his fascinating tales and a wonderful tribute to Greg Lake, one of my favorite Christmas songs, and a spot-on shout-out to our intrepid small business purveyors of tobacco products. I just got back from our Chicago Pipe Club holiday party at 8 to 8 Cigars in Villa Park, Illinois. I purchase almost all my pipe, tobacco, and cigar needs from Mike Khalil. If he doesn't have it in stock, he orders it for me. I'm doing my part, pipe folks. Support your brick-and-mortar people. Brian, thanks for another great show. Dino. Um, I will also say that 8 to 8 helped us out greatly with the uh, tobacco blending seminar that we did in Chicago by clearing that stuff into the, uh, into the state for us. All right, uh, big announcement. So I talked about doing a Facebook Live thing. Uh, well, set the date. Thursday, December 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow me on Facebook, Brian Levine. Uh, send me a friend request, whatever. I'll do it Thursday night, December 29th at 9 p.m. And it'll just be a chance to sit down. Maybe I'll show some of my pipes or some of the Disney collection. Uh, we'll do it for you know 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. Whoever gets bored, pop in, pop out. Uh, if you're not familiar with Facebook Live, you can chat back and forth on it. So you can chat in messages and I can respond to them. Again, Thursday night, December 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time for a little Facebook Live thing. We'll see how that goes. All right, in just a minute, the final holiday rave. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. Cowboy. 
Frosty the Snowman. No, I won't sing, I promise. Uh, Frosty the Snowman with a corncob pipe and a button nose. Yes, anytime I see Frosty with his pipe, I buy it. Alright, so today, a shout out to <laughs> the evil giant of Walmart. Yes, Walmart. Why? Because... They had these cute little illuminated uh, walkway markers of Frosty the Snowman, and he's holding a pipe in his mouth. It's four of them in a set. They plug in, you know, they stand in a row, put a picture of them on the uh, Pipes Magazine radio show page so you can see them. Uh, they're just little 11, you know, 10-inch tall Frosty the Snowmans, four of them in a row. They hook together. We put them in the front of our yard in front of our blow-up Santa Claus, and they're Frosty the Snowmans smoking a pipe. Uh, Walmart also had a ornament with Frosty holding his pipe in his hand and hanging it out to the side. Anytime we as pipe smokers see a Frosty that's holding a pipe, you know what? We need to do our best to uh, support those companies that are making them and selling them and uh, buy the little item, whatever it is. All right, the ornament, I think, was seven bucks. It's somewhere hidden on our tree somewhere going around in circles. But at the same time, uh, the Frosty, the pipe smokers are out in the front yard. And we all remember back a couple of years ago to uh, Frosty, the snowman at Build-A-Bear that came with a pipe as an accessory. Yeah, Frosty, the pipe smoker, he's back out in the living room with me hanging out. So anytime we see Frosty sitting around as a pipe smoker, you know what? Buy it. Support it. Anytime you see a Santa ornament or something like that with Santa holding his pipe, buy it. Support it. Uh, Walmart may still have some, so let's make sure that Walmart knows that uh, we appreciate Frosty smoking a pipe. All right, that wraps it up. Hope you all are uh, getting your Christmas shopping done. Hope you all have a chance to sit back and relax in this holiday season and uh, smoke a pipe and Think about all the uh, good times and uh, the warm weather that's soon to come. Uh, we here at the Pipes Magazine radio show thank you all year long, but especially this time of the year, we appreciate you listening and uh, being part of our family. Whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Festus, whatever it is, we hope you celebrate and have a happy one. And to end tonight's show... I'll thank Sabina for joining me. Thank you all for joining in and flashback to the first Christmas episode with a uh, Merry Christmas to the entire world as we say until next time.
מחכים לשמחה. On the planet. Buddy the elf, what's your favorite color? Put that down. Hello? Hello? 